This episode features depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised, especially for listeners under 13. Please note, the story you're about to hear is not a direct retelling of any single depiction of a pep. Today's episode combines elements from a number of Egyptian myths and legends for dramatic effect. Hello, I'm Vanessa Richardson. Welcome to Mythical Monsters, a Spotify original from Parcast. Each week we travel the world in search of the most epic creatures from myth and legend, exploring who they are, where they come from, and what they say about the culture they terrorized. You can find all episodes of Mythical Monsters and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Today, we're beginning a trek through the land of ancient Egypt, one of the most influential civilizations in the ancient world. Its culture centered on the Nile, a river that flows over 4,100 miles across northern Africa into the Mediterranean Sea. Where this nation began, however, was a question of legend. The Egyptians believed that the path of the sun across the sky followed the sun god Ra as he sailed along the celestial Nile. When night came, he descended into the land of the dead and faced many fearsome, soul-devouring creatures. But the worst of the threats in the land of the dead was Apep, the lord of chaos, the serpent who devours the sun. Coming up, Ra enters a pit of vipers. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're a listener of my other show, Mythology, you may think that you have a good grasp on the major figures of Egyptian myth. There's the lord of the underworld, Osiris, and his wife, Isis, Anubis, the jackal-headed protector of the dead, the noble sun god, Ra, and the malevolent god, Set. But today's monster comes from before the god's time, before Set killed Osiris, before Isis and Anubis stitched him back together, before Horus took over the kingship of the gods. These gods were generally accepted to be Ra's descendants, the children of the sun. But that was not the full extent of creation, for Ra had a counterpart, an anti-god of sorts. This anti-god is known as Apep, or Apophis to the Greeks. Apep was an enormous serpent. It had no ears and no nose, but it had no need of them. It needed only its mouth. 
It was one long scream. It was the Lord of Chaos, the God of Storms, the origin of all demons. It existed to threaten all of Ra's creations within the natural order of things, which the ancient Egyptians called Ma'at. The ancient Egyptians believed that nighttime was when Ra's barge followed the Nile down into the Duat, the Egyptian underworld. Apep dwelt there in the wild, feral parts where even the Lord of the Dead held no sway. But it came out to follow Ra's ship and attack it at random. When the attacks were successful, the light above Egypt failed. The people blamed storms and eclipses on the serpent's victories. To protect against Apep, Ra traveled with his two daughters, Sekhmet and Bastet, known as the Eyes of Ra. Sekhmet was the lion-headed goddess of war and healing, and Bastet the cat-headed goddess of fertility. They were aided by Set in a rare display of loyalty from the god responsible for dismembering his brother. He was the most effective in keeping Apep at bay. But Set wasn't entirely effective. Neither Ra nor Apep's victory was ever truly complete. When Ra's journey ended, things would always reset, always restart. Life, death, and rebirth were a natural cycle for these two primordial forces. To some, it might look like a clash of good and evil, where evil can never be truly defeated. But don't believe everything you read. Apep has a secret. A secret that can turn the cosmos upside down. It always began like this. Hot blood dripped from Sekhmet's teeth. She'd been thrown to the deck of the barge not long ago, cracking one of her fangs. She did not have time to think about it. The great serpent arced overhead, slithering from one side of the river to the other. Its black scales glistened with the water of the celestial Nile. Sekhmet took a quick breath and fired an arrow. The arrow struck true, embedding itself in one of Apep's black eyes. The serpent hissed in rage and retreated beneath the surface. Sekhmet muttered to her cat-headed sister, See? We don't need Set. Bastet let out a purring chuckle. <laughs> you say that now. The snake emerged again. Sekhmet barely managed to dodge a shower of sizzling venom. She curled into a roll and let another arrow fly as she righted herself. It glanced uselessly off the snake's hide, disappearing into the darkness of the storm clouds overhead. Bastet sighed. I told you, if it's just the two of us, we're outmatched. Sekhmet felt a searing heat on the right side of her body. She turned. Her father, the radiant sun god Ra, had emerged from his prescribed hiding place, a stone sarcophagus. Sekhmet scolded him. Father, back in, now! Ra's radiant face glowed as he glared. You shall not order me to do anything, young lady. Sekhmet scowled back at him. Father, she began, but that was as far as she got. A pep dove onto the barge from above, fanged mouth spread wide. There was no time to run, no time to hope. There was only pain and darkness. Sekhmet awoke again. 
Her father's light warmed her face. She sat up slowly, shaking her lion head to get the water out of her ears. Everything hurt. If her father had seen fit to give her the whole of a lion's body, perhaps she would have been more nimble, more powerful. Not that she could say that to him. Not when he looked so old and withered. Bastet was administering to him, letting out a low, soothing purr as she checked each wound and scrape. Perhaps Sekhmet should have been grateful, but all she felt was anger. She stood and marched over to her father. I cannot believe you didn't listen. You agreed that it was best to hide if Set did not appear to help. Ra gave her a pitying look that made her blood boil. My dearest daughter, my beloved first eye, you are made from the desert heat and the noonday sun. You are as you were created, just like Bastet, Osiris, Set, and even Apep, so I will forgive your impertinence, but it must not happen again. Sekhmet was astounded. You forgive the serpent too? Ra was still and serene. It is not for me to forgive. You are what you are but I do not have to listen to you. Sekhmet's hands closed into fists at her sides. She pulled them behind her back, wishing they were claws. If she had claws, she could defend her father against a pep, just as her brother Set did with his many monstrous forms. But she was bound by Ra's intentions for her. She was bound to be by his side, witnessing his end her end again and again and again, every hour of every night. Father, this is not fair. We must try something else. Ra ignored her. There is nothing else, Sekhmet. Sekhmet tried to argue. Perhaps Osiris could... Ra stopped her. We can consult both. Ra stopped her again. Isis might... Ra snapped his fingers and she was forced into silence. I will not tell you again. Sekhmet felt her lips beginning to blister as she tried to speak. Didn't he know that she loved him? This was for his own good. She struggled against her father's enchantment, his edict. She pushed and pushed, forcing herself to speak. What came out was an ear-shattering roar. She and Ra stared at each other, both confused and horrified at her outburst. Ra's expression settled a moment later. You will not be on the barge today. Leave. Sekhmet's heart broke. She pleaded with him. She begged, but the sun would not be swayed. When the ship was underway again, she was left standing on the glittering celestial shore, tears clinging to her furry cheeks. She sat down on the wet ground and cried for what felt like an eternity, then she stood up and wiped the mud from her red dress as best she could. She walked along the bank towards the setting sun. Sekhmet would enter the underworld on foot. Perhaps she could sneak aboard her father's ship once he had been sealed in his sarcophagus? No, Bastet would just send her away. She would probably throw her away if he showed up at all this time. Osiris wouldn't intercede with father on her behalf. He would tell her to make the best of her bad situation. Thoth was too wise to contradict the sun in the sky, and Isis was too gentle. There was only one remaining option, only one other being that held sway in the Duat. If she was not allowed to fight a pep as she liked, she would speak to it instead. 
Coming up, Sekhmet goes fang to fang with the Lord of Chaos. They say time heals all wounds, but sometimes time can do anything but. Welcome to Cold Cases, the new Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Carter Roy. Every Monday, join me as I revisit the clues and miscues of some of the most elusive criminal cases in history. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, each episode of Cold Cases explores the many types of crime, the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Will justice be served? Only time will tell. Follow Cold Cases free and only on Spotify. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now back to the story. Sekhmet walked for a long time. She watched the sun set, chasing the last of her father's rays. She had time to think about what she'd done. She'd defied her father, the creator of everything, the light of the world, and her personal hero. What for? To upend the natural order of things, to ensure his victory over the serpent, Apep. The more she walked, the more she realized that the only thing she regretted was disagreeing with her father directly. She didn't want to hurt Ra, and he clearly had not wanted to hurt her, but she was confident that an unconventional approach was the right way to go with the snake. She just needed to figure out what to say and catch it before it made its way towards Ra's ship. She listened closely as she entered the celestial Nile Delta. The black sand clung to her sandaled feet. There was no light, so she, sun lioness that she was, willed herself to create her own glow. She called the serpent's name. She heard nothing. Not even a gust of wind stirred the eerily still river. Then something moved in the darkness before her. Her soft yellow light glinted in two obsidian eyes. They were twice her height and perfectly intact. The damage from her arrow had melted away. Sekhmet tried to keep her voice steady as she spoke her request. A hiss rattled the darkness. A pep does not listen. A pep cannot. Sekhmet kept her voice steady in spite of her thundering heartbeat. And yet, you've answered me, a pep. You understand that contradiction, yes? A jet of venom hit the ground right beside her. Sekhmet suspected it was a warning shot, but she couldn't leave now. She pressed on. Please, Apep, it must tire you to kill and be killed all these years. Father forgives you for your actions. Surely you can forgive him for his. Somehow the hiss became a laugh. Apep has no use for forgiveness. Apep does not need Ra, but Ra needs Apep. Who would appreciate Ra if not for Apep? No one. Who should Apep listen to? (laughs) No one. The snake gave itself over to the unnerving, hissing giggle. Sekhmet raised her voice. Why would Ra need you? Without you, his ship would pass through the Duat unmolested. 
The snake slithered forward. The reeds whistled and creaked as it passed. Ship does not sail without a pep. Where does little lion think the river came from? Does little lion want to know before little lion gets eaten? Sekhmet took a step back. Her voice shook as those glinting eyes hovered above the reeds. Now, what would be the point of that? I would only live again. Sekhmet could see Apep's dark scales now, a thousand sharp shadows given form. <laughs> little lion believes that. Poor little lion. The sun has made and remade the little lion as the sun sees fit. But a pep is merciful. A pep will drown you. Then a pep will drown the sun. Only sun and a pep will live again. Ma'at and sun and a pep, as it has always been and will be again. Ma'at and sun and a pep. No little cats to treat like playthings. Sekhmet's mouth fell open. You're lying. Ra loves us like a father does his children. He would not... A pep laughed again. <laughs> Why would a pep lie? Little lion means nothing. Sekhmet could feel dread growing in her chest. Could it be true? But when and how had her father remade her? He said she was immutable. Could he have given her a lion body if she asked? Had she asked him before and had the memory stripped from her in death? How much of her memory was her own and not some sanitized version he gave to her? Of all the horrors, that hurt the most. A pep struck without warning. Its fangs glistened with fresh venom. Sekhmet barely managed to dodge in time. She held up her hands. Please, Apep, why did he do this? But the snake was done talking. It lunged again. Sekhmet dove out of its way and fell into the water. For the day part of Ra's journey, the Celestial Nile was a sea of stars, slowly overtaken by her father's perfect light. But the underworld was a different story. Ra could not shine in the land below. He grew weaker with each passing second he was away from his beloved sky. Now that Sekhmet was beneath the river water, she understood why. The dark was more than darkness. It was emptiness, all-encompassing, final. Clinging to her skin, surging down her throat and nose, it was impossible to find the surface. She was going to drown here in this abyss. The darkness would swallow her up, and that would be the end. Her name would disappear from the tablets and the painted walls, her body borne on a current into oblivion. Ra had already lied to her. Perhaps he would lie to the new god of heat and war, too. Maybe she'd even be a full lion this time, whoever she was. Something crashed into the water above her. She was nearly out of air when she realized it was a pep itself. For a moment, it was still. Then it twisted and undulated. It moved through the water like a fish or a crocodile, smooth as smooth could be. Sekhmet watched in horror as the scaled shadow came straight for her. Sekhmet silenced every instinct within her that told her to flee. Instead, she swam towards a pep. The snake was above her, so the surface must be too. 
Sekhmet kicked and pushed, hands outstretched through the abyss. There was no sign that she was going the right way until she broke the surface. She took the biggest breath she could. The stale subterranean air tasted like heaven. The waning stars that clung to the roof of the cave felt almost as warm as her father's light. But there was no time to rejoice. She swam for the shore as fast as she could go. The water swelled beneath her. Apep had not lost interest in what it called the little lion. Sekhmet pulled herself up into the shallows as the water shifted behind her. A pinprick of light glimmered in the distance. Sekhmet rose slowly to her feet, teetering in the wet sand. Then she ran towards her only hope. The Sunrise. Coming up, Sekhmet races to join the fight against a pep. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Now, back to the story. It was easy for souls to get lost in the underworld, but not because the underworld wasn't easy to navigate. As it was above, so it was below. The Nile stretched out through the great cavern of the dead, spanning from a star-covered sunset entrance to a softly glowing sunrise. Ra's barge could only flow one way, and Sekhmet needed to catch up. She could hear the water shifting around the great serpent Apep as it followed her, but it seemed content to only watch her for the moment, playing with its food. Sekhmet was intimately aware of her own vulnerability. Apep had just told her many troubling things, not the least of which being Ra could take each opportunity of their rebirth to remake her if he so chose. She couldn't know if she'd somehow found this out once before and had the memory taken from her, or if her father always wiped her clean at the start of every new life. She needed answers, and the only guarantee of getting them was approaching Ra before the end of this cycle. During the day, it would have been impossible to catch up with Ra's solar barge on foot, but the Nile in the underworld flowed as slow as amber. Sekhmet remembered many a time she'd stood watch, squinting at the shadowy shore as the barge carried on, inch by torturous inch. Though she couldn't know that it happened at all, could she? Finally, the barge came into view. Bastet stood beside her father's sarcophagus, bow at the ready, and Set stood at the bow, javelin in hand. 
Sekhmet quickened her pace. Her sandals squished in the soft sand. She did not know how close Apep was behind her. She reminded herself that there was no other way. Then she dove into that horrible abyss once again and began to swim. Bastet had stopped observing the shore to study her sister. Set was pointing and laughing. Still, she swam through the cold, heavy water. Sekhmet pulled herself up onto the deck and stumbled over to her father's gleaming sarcophagus. She didn't greet either of her siblings before she pressed her strong arms against the lid and pushed it open. Ra stared up at his daughter, shocked. Sekhmet, you've disobeyed me. Sekhmet's golden lion's eyes narrowed. I doubt it is the first time, father. I have questions. You must answer them. Please, it won't matter in the end, will it? You'll always make me anew. A pep was getting closer now. Set and Bastet took up firing positions, but Ra's eyes stayed on her. This is what you want, Sekhmet, to attack your father with baseless accusations? Sekhmet fought back tears. I deserve to know. What have you taken from me? Ra shook his head. Nothing. You've learned. Nothing. Sekhmet wouldn't be dissuaded, even when Apep announced its arrival. Why does Apep act like you know each other? Why is it the only one of your creations you don't lie to? Bastet and Set were doing bitter battle with the serpent. Ra ignored them all. Apep is not my creation. Sekhmet blinked at him. But that doesn't make sense. You made everything according to Ma'at's rules, even Set's transgressions. Ra gave her that pitying look again. Apep is in accordance with Ma'at's rules. I am the sun. It is the storm. Apep washes the land so our mortals may plant and grow. They need rain. They need darkness. They need Apep, and so sometimes he must win. If you knew this, you would not fight as hard. Your brother certainly would not. Then there would be too much death, too much rain. I withhold the full truth because I love you. Sekhmet's jaw was tight. At least you admit it. She wasn't sure if she meant the lying or the loving. Sekhmet heard a shout right beside her, but she could barely make it out amid all the screaming and splashing. Take cover, it said, but they didn't have time. A pep slammed into the barge from above, cracking it in two. Ra was thrown in one direction, Bastet and Set in another. Sekhmet crashed into the water. She reached her arms upward, clawing for anything that would keep her from sinking into the abyss once more. She found waterlogged wood and pulled. She sputtered as she surfaced, clinging to the only bit of deck that remained in that amber river. Hot blood dripped from Sekhmet's teeth. One of her long fangs was cracked. She couldn't move. As the edges of her world went dark, the great serpent Apep loomed over her with a fanged smile. Apep will see little lion soon. Goodbye for now, little lion. She wanted to scream. She wanted to cry. She wanted to destroy it. But she could not conquer her father, and she could not counter death. So she let go and slid into the abyss. Then her world ended and began 
again. The Egyptian cobra is one of the most frightening creatures in the world. It's venomous, lightning fast, and can survive in the most extreme environments. It's even been seen swimming in the Mediterranean Sea. It's no wonder the ancient Egyptians thought of a powerful serpent when picturing the opposite of their venerated sun god. But there is one kind of creature that has a consistent record of fighting off king cobras, the cat. Both desert cats and the ancient equivalent of house cats are nimble enough to fight back against these deadly snakes. This may be why the cat goddesses Bastet and Sekhmet are so closely tied to Ra's conflict with the serpent Apep. Ra himself is said to have turned into a cat in order to defeat Apep as well. The conflict between cat and snake is something many Egyptians would have seen in their lifetimes, so it was an effective frame of reference for the battle between Ra's order and Apep's chaos. Many ancient Egyptian dynasties insisted on their people praying daily to protect both Ra and the pharaoh from Apep. Egyptologists have discovered an entire book of prayers centered on defeating the snake in graphic ways that include spearing the beast and stomping on it, all the ancient Egyptians were expected to do their part to keep the monster at bay. And yet, Apep is unkillable. Despite all of the support Ra receives, it's Ra's equal. Contemporary Western readers may view their conflict as good versus evil, but the ancient Egyptians didn't seem particularly interested in the concept of evil as part of the cycle of rebirth. What they did face again and again were storms. They did need storms. They needed the rain that the defeat of Ra is said to bring. They just needed it to fall in moderation. This murkier, more nuanced struggle suggests that the ancient Egyptians didn't see Apep and all he represents solely as a threat. Death, destruction, chaos, and change had their own purposes. Still, that doesn't mean Egyptians didn't try to bring these realities to greater order. Most ancient art depicting a pep includes a god in the act of slaying it, but it's not just an aesthetic choice. Priests feared that documenting the serpent without anything holding it in check would give its true form power. Whether it was Sekhmet, Bastet, or the often antagonistic Set, someone always had to keep the serpent in check. Meanwhile, the story of Osiris's murder and eventual taming of the Duat rose in prominence as funerary customs became more elaborate. Mummification was perfected, and the dead were meant to be buried with all the supplies they would need in the afterlife. This included food, furniture, and sometimes even whole Nile barges like Ra's. As if the most uncertain of human experiences could be made orderly and knowable. But there are always parts of the Duat where even Osiris will not go, places that belong to the anti-god. Chaos is inevitable, and a pep is, too. Thanks for listening to Mythical Monsters. We'll be back next week with another Egyptian monster. You can find all episodes of Mythical Monsters and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. I'll see you next time.
Mythical Monsters is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythical Monsters was written by Jen Rache, edited by Robert Teamstra and Nora Battelle, fact-checked by Bennett Logan, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, I'm Carter Roy, host of the Spotify original from ParCast, Cold Cases. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, explore the many types of crime, the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Catch a new episode of Cold Cases every Monday. Listen free, only on Spotify. Spotify.